Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Kyle Lowry. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host. Freddie Rivas, and who, sir, are you? Well, I am the producer. My name is Matt Duncan. Uh, Freddie, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, how are you? Are you feeling all right? Yeah, I think I'm feeling okay. Uh, I'm about to, uh, you know, do a little exercise after the pond. I'm excited oh, about wow. that. I got the exercise bike ready to go. Cheers. And uh, uh, I'm going to put on the crown, I'm catching up on the crown. <laughs> Catch up on the crown. Um, make sure the queen, you know, is treating everyone fairly. Yeah. Uh, as which I assume is mostly what the crown is about. Um, and I'm not sure if Theresa May uh, is in there yet. Theresa May. Wow. Uh, whoops. <laughs> Wrong female. Whoa. British, uh, Got to the. I haven't gotten that far yet. How dare. Theresa um, May. <laughs> Matt's working out, watching the crown. I'm working out. Uh, watching PBS, so hey, oh nice. Uh, but let's let's get uh, let's get into the goods. If people want to, you know, help us out, if they want to, you know, find us. By the way, we're a basketball podcast. If you haven't if you haven't figured that out yet, we're we're a Raptors NBA basketball podcast. Correct. Hardcore fans, and uh, you know, not a lot of insiders, but maybe some in the future. Um, Matt, so yes. What's up? Where can people find us? Where can they, you know, you know subscribe, join our Patreon? We've got all these wonderful links everywhere. They kind of rain down like a, like a soft snow. If Beautiful. you, if you get to the right place, you'll find them on our Instagram and our Twitter. We've got one of those link trees and you Ooh. click on that and then it just like unrolls a, a ledger full of our links. And guess what, Freddie? I didn't tell you this yet, but I did add a Shopify link to that link tree. Holy guacamole. Yeah, I That's finally big. did it. I feel confident that we can actually do the Shopify thing now. So yeah, if you do want the anti-itch too, it's cold. I went outside to check the mail tonight for the pod. And I regret not wearing the toque. Regret it. Because now I got to cut off parts of my ear because it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's frozen. Don't cut off any of your ear. I think the analogy has run its course. Um, Matt's starting to lose his mind. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, no, okay. Uh, obviously, I'm joking here. I didn't cut off my ears yet. But those toques, there yeah. is a link to them now. Okay, so you got to check out that link tree. If not, just go to dunkspodcast.com. We got all our links there and the Sonar Network. That is the network we're on. You know, they are, they are, are, are in, in the podcast universe, I guess they, you know, they're, they're like our high class lawyers that, that, that run into the rooms and, and I love it. make sure everybody knows our case. <laughs> yeah, they're big time scary lawyers. That's the way to think about our podcast network. Um, you know, there, there's so many good pods on there, and they're yeah. big angry lawyers for for all of us. Yeah, as a collective. it's crazy. Yeah, 
They all wear suits. They sleep in their suits. They have briefcases, which is cool. (laughs) Yeah, they sleep. Yeah, that. (laughs) This is what we want you to know. This is important info. This is just like inside stuff. If you're like looking to join a podcast network, get one that's like a lawyer. (laughs) Damn right. Um, Is that all the goods? What, what, Matt? If people want to, you know, support um, us, support us. You know, help us out during these tough times. Yeah, we've got. We've all got tough times. I know it's tough. The wallets are tight, but we do have a Patreon. You can just chip in a little, or you can chip in a lot, and you get a little bit more with the more you pay. Right, folks? Like you get, you know. You're you're gonna get the exclusive uh, episode the day that we record early early access to that uh, additional content as well as possibly Freddy's hot sauce. That's right. <laughs> so you know, find the tier that works for you. We might have to start renaming the tiers because half of our tiers are, are no longer on the Raptors. Um, That's right. Oh my god, we have to reorganize those tiers. Yeah. Do we or do we just keep them uh, indefinitely? We got to yeah. reorganize them. <laughs> the Jeremy Lin one stays. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm glad we had this talk. Um, it's two bucks. But uh, I think I think that basically brings us to the beginning of the pod. But uh, yeah. before before we launch right in, let me just say, uh, as uh, as I am known to say, um, yep. email your city councilors, people. Defund the police. Black Lives Matter. And uh, let's get this podcast going. Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please, sir, just give me those sweet words, okay? Okay. Let's uh, let's bring on guest number one. Uh, I've known him for a long time. He's done the pod a bunch. we tend to agree on everything, so uh, I, you know, I want to keep that going. But if there's a natural disagreement, there's a natural disagreement. Uh, he's hilarious. He's a wicked stand-up. He's an improviser. He's an actor. He's an athlete. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Yao Tua. Every time you're on the pod, every up, buddy? time, every single time, I hear that song. I think it's summer. Oh, I, I, I was impatient. I didn't let the beat drop. That's when the oh, man takes off his pants. All the time. <laughs> takes off his pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's for me. It's that type of beach beach vibes, like beach raves. Oh yes, beach raves. Just like shirts off, splash the water, flirt. Kick someone's sandcastle because we're a bully. No, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no don't kid. You know, if you if you're yow on the beach, you got to kick over a sandcastle every now and then just to show people what's up. You do it by accident, and then you build it, and then you come for that kid who built the sandcastle, and then some bully comes along and tries to destroy it, and you throw a football at them. That's who I am. That's who I am at the beach. Wow, that's just a, a wonderful kind of like image that people can deal with or or enjoy like uh, they can absorb that however they want but let's bring on guest number two um i I feel like you two have done the pod together before but maybe not uh it's gonna be a fun combo he's also hilarious uh he's a wicked stand-up uh i've known him for a pretty long time too he's a frequent guest of the pod he's probably the best back to the basket big man i know um uh shout out any uh 
Arvidas Sabonis fans. Uh, he looks nothing like Sabonis. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Ian Gordon. Yeah, baby. Welcome to Guantanamo. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Ian, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing very well. I'm enjoying enjoying the January. It's flown by, hasn't it? 2021 is flying by. Oh, yeah. 2021 is like all those people who are like, oh, 2020 is so crazy. I'm like, 2021, not going to be crazy. Going to be totally tame. Uh, Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm ready to enjoy it, you know? You're ready for a really boring year. Yeah, yeah I think that's the most bankable thing at this point. Hey, man, um, I'm good. I'm good with boring. I'm good you with know? boring. As long as I get... I, my goal, it would be nice if we all got to go into a restaurant within the next 12 months. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm into that. I'd like Watch to, the get, I'd like the to just go to a deli. Oh, um, yeah. I want, to tip, I want to tip a waitress named Misty. Uh, not against tipping my... Uber, so like, specific, misty. <laughs> Listen, like, you know, um, spread the wealth. If you are misty, please uh, check misconnections because Yao is <laughs> for sure trying to reach out. Uh, let's um, we're gonna just get a bunch of people that were crying that are gonna check misconnections. Misty, right? The tears, mist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you could encounter a lot worse people on the internet than than Yao. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah was great. Oh, thank you. You know, hey, trying trying to throw some good vibes. Um, That's a good vibe. What what an what an endorsement? Not terrible. <laughs> I've I'm looking at my own image too much because I've winked like three times, and that just needs to go away. <laughs> uh, and we need to talk some Raptors ball because there's a ton going on as there always is Maddie if you're there and I know you are I keep saying that please good sir give me your best most delicious Raptors sting Um, Ian, let's go to you first. Uh, Chris Boucher, uh, Trey Boucher, the three. You got Black Quebecois, um, Slim <laughs> so Duck. So like good. he needs more nicknames because he's just beasting unbelievably hard. He's exploding. Uh, I think there's obviously going to be some type of like settle in moment. Uh, what do you think it is? Like, like not sorry, not the moment, but like, well, like after this, Chris Boucher, mm-hmm. assuming he doesn't remain like I don't know, all star level for the rest of the season. Um, what's like a a fair regression to expect, or, sure. or you know, him in the lineup? You know, you're going to get a plateau with him for sure, but uh, it's just nice to see him playing above what everyone expected because it shows kind of what he can do, what he, when you put him in the right position, position to succeed, he can do, he can, he, is he a 2010 guy? No, but he can do it. Right. Like it, it's opportunity based. He's probably not going to get enough opportunity to get those numbers every day, especially with nurse system, kind of like hot hand feeding, uh, lineup mixing up kind of thing. 
they don't have his crazy games, which he's had a game where he had five threes the one game, and he had another game with six blocks, another game with seven blocks. Like, so we can see his ability on both ends of the floor, but I could see him settling in at, you know, 16 and, and nine would be great kind of thing. 16 and 10, 17 and 10. Like, yeah, so his average right now is 16 and 7. Like, that's right. through the season, you know, which probably includes mm-hmm. a couple, like, you know, short shifts and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. He's 23 minutes on the year. Exactly. So statistically, that seems pretty in the ballpark. Sorry, I feel like I cut you off. No, no, you're, you're right. And I think <clears throat> that's what I mean. I don't think the scoring volume might not be there mm-hmm. uh, just because we have so many other weapons on the offensive end. But um, I can see his rebounds going up a tick. For sure, he could. I wonder, could he, you think he could average two blocks a game? Maybe, right? I mean, he seems like. Yeah, he has the most. Uh, he has the most blocks outside of the paint in the NBA. It's crazy. So it's like I think right now there's this element where he's surprising everyone. It's like the Lakers game last year every mm-hmm. night, where well, they're like everyone's he's... like, "Who's this guy?" Whoa, he's pretty talented. Let me just underestimate him for a bit. Wait, I can't underestimate him. Okay, well, we probably can't do that. Whoa, he's doing like Durant-style threes. So it's like, exactly. I'm just waiting for, you know, him to be in a scouting report legitimately where a team's like, okay, so this guy is really good at these five things. And Yeah, I mean, if he, if he's, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's two, two things will happen. That will happen, but he'll also get, he'll get more minutes. So his numbers will go up. True. I think that there is... I mean, <clears throat> where does he slot in? I think it's matchup based for sure, depending on who they're going to play. Like if they're playing kind of a small ball, quick lineup, then he'll probably play more. But if they have to play somebody like, I don't know, like Embiid, Embiid or something, or someone like big like that, it's hard. But he shows what he can do. He's athletic. He can move, especially on the perimeter on the defensive end. But, you know, I don't want to get off topic, but maybe the Raptors are going to address some more of their issues with bigs. I don't know. But again, we're going to speak about it later, but the way things are going, sort of, you know, meeting Dallas, stuff like that, it's looking like maybe they're figuring their system out with him without a need to address it. I don't know. So, but again, if he gets more minutes this season, maybe, like I said, 17 and 10, potentially. Um, how dare you stray from the topic? Uh, just what, this show? <laughs> no, no. Um, it's, it's Stray City over here, and 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 we'll we'll get to what you're referring to. But um, yeah, you, you you hit a lot of good points. Like, I think we are finding our identity with Boucher, so mm-hmm. that does mean more minutes. Etc. Um, yeah, where where are you at as far as like Boucher settling into the squad, assuming he's not this like absolute, you know, just like soul destroyer of a player. Yes. Right now we're getting what I assume Pete Boucher is. It, it, it's nice to see this. Yes. Uh, if, if he could maintain this for the season um, and we could just find our footing again, um, because I'm assuming Tampa is just sucking out all the life from our players, then this team would be nearly impossible to beat in the playoffs. Like, that's truly what I assume will happen is we'll see a little bit of a dip in his points. We'll see a little bit of a dip in his rebounds. It'll settle around a like a, I'd be nice if he was like a six, uh, a 12 and a 12 and seven and a half guy. Mm-hmm. Off the bat. He, he would totally. just, that would just be like real ideal. Um, 
right now he's overperforming. I love it. I personally do love it. Uh, I also feel like he's eating up the other bench because he's still like not getting the bulk of the starting time. He's just yes. coming off the bench and just giving us everything. Um, and that changes, oh. like Ian was saying with the matchups, right? Like he, he, I think he just like he's just a matchup nightmare for anybody who's not like a starting big, like outside of your like. There's a few starting bigs like mm-hmm. your Carl Anthony Towns and your. Um, uh, what's his name in Miami? I I forgot some names. Uh, but, Bam, Is yeah, Bam. Yes, Bam. yeah, exactly. Like a guy like Bam, you like, you you know you would imagine is going to eat Boucher's heart out. But also, yeah, he's thriving in this small ball world. Like he's he can cover wings. He can you know even Boucher and Stanley, which we'll we'll get to. I'm kill killing my own. I'm doing what Ian was doing. Uh, and, you know, we got an Aaron Baines night uh, from Matt. Matt will throw some stuff in there from time to time, folks. Look at him. Um, no, but be- I like it. I, I like how he's performing right now. I think he should pick up the slack in the middle that we clearly have. Uh, and we'll talk about it in a bit um, about our centers not performing, our starting centers, our center acquisitions of the offseason are not performing up to snuff. And he's just like kind of picking up where they left off, which is great. It just shows how being in the program uh, pays dividends. I mean, we're seeing it with Stanley Johnson this year, who just did not perform last year. And now he's just coming in his own. He's seeming more comfortable. And Chris Boucher is like showing up. And it just, we have a system that develops players. Uh, I just, Wish it was a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. To be perfectly honest with well, you, and, and I think the cupboards are a little bit bare right now. Um, and what what Ian was referring to, and I think like I'll just bring up because you you know yeah uh, you've rightfully kind of moved on to Stanley Stanley Johnson, the Stanimal, who's kind of charming everyone, you know, not light in the butt. And that's right. That's kind of working with Boucher. It's like this is all tying together with the, our identity forming. Like I think he's helping us form that, but. The Raptors have dropped Alex Len. So, you know, the center experiment mm-hmm. of Baines and Len and okay, well, you know, we'll we'll sign Boucher because he's already a Raptor. Well, Baines isn't working. Uh, Len, I guess, wasn't working at all. So this maybe does point to kind of like a, a direction. And, you know, we can speculate uh, about who it's going to be. But I think like, you know, it's I guess Kylo Quinn, Deadman, maybe there's a trade, who knows. But yeah. sticking with what you were talking about, um, yeah, just like, yeah, like, are you, are you charmed by Stanley Johnson? Like, do you believe it? Like, where, where are you at with him? Uh, I feel like uh, the words last year, uh, you remember that uh, conference with Nick Nurse and people were talking about how hardworking Stanley was. And he was like, no, like, did not want to give him any credit whatsoever. Yep. Uh, he, was, he, he was rough to him last year. No. He, was, he was rough. He was, uh, he didn't get a lot of minutes last year. Uh, he had a big contract. It seemed like, it seemed like we, we spent too much money on him and we should have kept some money more aside uh, for Rondé. And like now he's stepping up. And I think it's just part. He took it personally. By the know? way, bring Rondé home. Sorry. Yeah. Part. He took it personally and part like, you know, like our system is is good for growth and development. Like you could see, you saw Siakam come up. You saw uh, even Kyle Lowry. Like we, you see people once they get kind of settled, just really find their place and their spot within the team. Um, and so I, I like what Stanley's doing. Um, 
I, I feel do you like, buy it? That's what I want to know. I, I, you know what I do? I feel like he's like you, you stay around the team long enough. Like, you know what? Me, me too. I don't know if it's just like good vibes, but it, it does seem like he's he's buying into the eighth, ninth man role, which is like, hey, man, that's that's good when you have buy in at that role and someone who's not going to take a bunch of silly shots and hit hit their open shots. But yeah. sorry, I feel like I cut you off. Hey, I just feel like our bench is pretty close to what you want a playoff bench to be. Just like we can go just deep enough with a bunch of people we trust to support. Um, so people who can put the ball in the bucket, um, the issue right now is just like kind of finding our synergy at the same time. And I just think that's where our issue is. Mm-hmm. is like we're not, we, we can't have, we're not having like our starter, like our big starting four players and our OG Pascal, Freddie and Kyle playing well at the same time, like playoff well, but like everyone else seems to be stepping up. So I like what Stanley's doing. Uh, I buy it. I like the, I, I like his reference to having drunk in the trunk. Um, yep. Me too. Listen, um, we have some thick boys on our team, right? We do. I love it. Um, Ian, <laughs> we're, 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 you know, we got some thick boys on the team. That's a, that's a nice meaty transition. Um, oh, yeah. Stanley is, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Stanley's charming me. He's charming. Yao. Are you like, Hey, this guy's a actual, like, no, get him out of here. Or are you kind of like, are you charmed? Hi, I'm charmed as much as like you're going to be charmed from somebody who's at the end of the bench doing what they can and playing well. That's so charming. he's getting a half smirk from you. Yeah, I mean, I, he's a fine end of bench player for sure. He, you need you need a hustle player. Every team needs someone like that. Every team needs somebody who's willing to come in in that eight nine slot and do their job and do it well and. If the team needs X, Y, Z at the moment, you provide it, right? So he's doing that well. Like you said, um, how he played Luca, and, you know, Luca's going to do what he does. But he, if he can provide that for us, and the other guys who are going to score, who are going to run the offense, can do that, then maybe you have something. you got to figure they had a plan with this team. If you let, you know, Gasol and Ibaka walk. Those are your two bigs, but they're also like, you know, Ibaka's led the league and blocks, and Gasol's a former defensive player of the year. Like, you're letting, like, yes, they're in the latter stages of their career, but you can't kind of just pick up that kind of skill and intuitiveness. And no, especially when you experience. grab <laughs> Yeah, and championship together, right? So you let those guys go, and then you get Aaron Baines and Alex Len. Maybe you're thinking to yourself that particular position isn't necessarily important anymore to what we're trying to do because you clearly know that you bring in Len, who's not proven, and Baines, who is like, I mean, wears high socks. Like that's all I need to say. So yeah, you know, like a good thing, right? Like, what do you you know? They must have something up their sleeve, and you know, beating Dallas like the way they did, and if. It all it's all about wins, right? So let's say they're winning and this is working. Um, you know, then maybe they don't make a change. Maybe maybe Johnson is right for his role and maybe uh, everything's kind of working out the way it's meant to be. But if the wins don't come, you know, I don't know. There's Johnson even Johnson's not gonna play a factor, he might just be a be gone, right? He might be in a trade or something. He's that kind of right. player. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's like, 
it's important to not get like too uh, invested in like Raptors like saviors this year. Uh, and I think that there might be, you know, there might be some truth to Johnson plays some night. You know, we haven't seen a lot from Bembry. Maybe he's someone who buys into the system in the right way and he's kind of just learning it right now and mm-hmm. ends up being like a impactful guy. Flynn has definitely looked pretty good, you know, taking the keys. I, I actually wasn't on the like, oh, Flynn's got to play train because I was like, we're so small. Like, I just don't I don't I don't see the sure. minutes for small guys. But he does maybe seem to have the headiness to kind of outweigh that. And, and you know, um, I, I actually didn't really talk about. Um, I, 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 I meant to. Uh, okay. Stan, Stanley Johnson. Part of his charm was saying, like, "Yeah, this is all the Raptors' defense. I didn't shut down Luca." You know, also kind of implying OG didn't shut down Luca. Like we were the primary assignment, and you know that's pretty true to the way the Raptors' defense is recognized around the league. Like you had Tatum last year saying that the most difficult defensive assignment on any night was playing against the Raptors. I think he definitely motivated himself because he looked like he had a pretty easy game us easy, easy game against us when we played him. But um, let's, mm-hmm. let's keep talking. Wait, wait, before we go on, I just, I just want ahead, to say yeah. one thing about centers in this league because, like, uh, people think it's, like, a, a decision that, like, doesn't need attention anymore. Like, we just – everything's going shooting and everything's small. Listen, good centers are just hard to find. Like, totally. names, they're, like they're good rare. fives are just, they're not a die. Like you have your cat, you have bam, you have like, even Drummond plays decent, but doesn't play good on defense. Um, Mitchell Robinson's playing well. Um, the only reason why I know that is because he's on a fantasy team. And he's not taking me out for some weird reason. <laughs> um, um, Christian Wood, hard. dude. Christian Wood. Don't forget about Christian Wood. Christian Wood is a Christian Wood is a four. Uh, even he's, like Odie is playing pretty decently, but it's hard to get a good five. And so, like, I feel like it's not a position because everything else, like, in order to play any of the other four positions, the skill level has gone up so much. And then it, you have a dominating center, and they just eat up a like a lackluster center. So, like, for every like Gasol or even like AD can play the five. Like, you have like. I don't even know who's starting for Detroit, and it's just really hard to find. I think it's just really hard to find a good five. So I don't think I don't think it's a less less of a need, but I think like you have someone like you have a team like the Magic who hoards two of them, but then you have like the leading assist, like the leading passer in the league is Jokovic in Denver. And so you you get the right one, you're like in a good position. You don't get one, you have to figure some things out. Yeah. No, no, it's true. It's like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, you need, you need a really good like center. It's like, cool. If you can get your hands on one. Um, and mm-hmm. I think that you, you kind of have to build around what you have. I think the old compromise on their centers. They, that's why you had a Chris Dudley used to start at center, which like, it, it's funny to think of, but then you have Shaq Duncan and you love watching that replay over and over. Mm-hmm. But like, you, you'd have, like, bad players just get dra- – Michael Oluokandi get drafted because they're tall. And then, like, when you have a good center, you kind of remember why the position is important. I think now it's just, like, they're not really going to have a sub-par five. And instead, you'll just play four, five good players instead of, like, one tall 
oaths and for other players. Um, That's my rant about centers. No, br- no, center rants are welcome. Um, and yeah, Ian, like with one. with Dallas, um, like I don't know. I feel like I was seeing more comprehensive, full. Not like full 48, but, you know, taking in, into account this whole like center talk thing, because like what Yao was saying, too, is like, you know, KP is kind of one of those guys, although his height didn't bother us that much. And we were able to kind of like work around it and beat the crap out of Dallas. So, like, Ian, mm-hmm. what are you thinking as far as like, do you feel like this is like a turn? Like they've does this game make you feel like we've turned it around? Uh, I mean, Dallas is a good team. And if you can beat them comfortably, then you've got something going. Because if you're a bad team, you always lose to good teams, right? Even though Dallas's record isn't there right now, they're still good. Um, Luke is a star. Chris Depp's been out the whole season. Yeah, it looks like Hardaway is hurt a bit because he shot the ball. He didn't even hit a shot, I don't think. So <clears throat> either way, that's a credit to our defense. So yeah, I would say that this... This kind of win gives me confidence that you can beat if Houston comes to town or, you know, decent West Coast teams come to town or Milwaukee, you can give them a go. You don't look at Milwaukee and go, well, we're going to get blown out, right? That's when, that's when as a fan, you're like, crap, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you can beat Dallas early in the season, when you can start as poorly as we did and come back and have a kind of a good win in the kind of 10 to 12 game mark, then that, that is spirited for sure. And they're, you know, like you said, the, think about center position. Like we're talking about traditional center, rebounding, outlet passing, intelligent, bulky kind of center. There hasn't been an NBA champion, maybe the Cavs, but that's only because of LeBron specifically. But like every other team, even even the Raptors had Gasol and Ibaka. Like, Anthony Davis is on the Lakers. That's LeBron is amazing, but you put him with Anthony Davis, like they can't really be beat. You know what I mean? The center position is crazy important. Yeah, and no, I think like um, just to tack onto my question, Ian, like you know, not so much. Do you think the Raptors have like fully turned it around? Like we're an awesome team, but I, I think mm-hmm. you know we're a pretty good team. But like, I guess. Also, what I'm driving at is like, do you think maybe some of that Raptors panic? Should we trade Kyle? Talk is like, like you know, have the Raptors played well enough that it's like, oh right, that's a silly conversation. You know what, man? The sun rises and somebody on the internet says we should trade Kyle. <laughs> fair, fair. That's you know, I mean? you know, like that's all I've been hearing for the past five years. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's years. Sure, now. trade right. him, but are you going to get value? And not just on paper value. Are you going to get intrinsic value for what you're going to do to that team to trade to trade away the captain? You'd better get something good back, and not just something on paper. You better get something that you can win games because you're going to doing that. You're sacrificing if you trade him, even if you got a star, you won't win this year. You know what I mean? Like you really have it would, to have it a would plan. honestly be when you devastating. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think people, that's one of those things where they're like, yeah, do it. And then if it actually yeah. happened, it would be like sad. There'd be like a week of mourning. Oh, yeah. People who came back would like, would be like, wait, we got a couple picks. Yeah, oh, exactly. No. And then he's going to you know? come back and he'll be on whatever team he's on. 
and he'll score like 30 points and we'll I can't, like, uh, I can't you know what I mean? it, it, ooh that's so heartbreaking I can't even think about it yeah dude yeah. Yeah. it's not oh, like he's going to retire yeah yeah um yeah, where where are you at? Like, do, do you know? Do you think the Raptors have have turned it around? Do you think that type of like that type of like what should we do because this season's a loss? Talk is done, mm. or are you kind of like I need more convincing? Ugh. Okay, so this might be long. Well, try to see if I can cut it down. Uh, us playing in Tampa is like I, I, I was having this conversation with a few other people, but it's like the most like imagine being this like displaced from your home and having to come up with new routines in a new area of the world and still like do your job at a high level. So I feel like most of the season is hard to like kind of contextualize with everything else. Like it's going to be hard to win when you have to stay in a temporary house in Florida, the sign language capital of that damn state. I know that. Um, don't ask me why, but I do know that at the back. Um, so there's, it's, for one, it, I feel like part of the season is kind of a wash in that sense. Like we were either going to do gangbusters because we're down there, or we're not going to adjust well. And I don't think we've adjusted super well yet. Uh, that being said, never trade Kyle. I don't, that, that trade time is always going to persist because if we don't have a winning record and the Clippers need a point guard. And for some reason, some people are going to try to talk that into existence. Um, it is going to be like, cause he's everything the Clippers need is what Kyle is. He's, he could, uh, he's a leader who can hit shots, who plays defense. Um, he is, he is Lou will and Pat Beverly put together, except not nearly as obnoxious and does not have the same hankering for chicken wings as they this, do. The sad, sad part is like, that's who we would get. It would it would be like Lou Will Bev. They have to get like the, to to salary match. They have to get within five million of thirty three million. So that's like a whole part of this like Raptors or the like Lowry stuff that I'm always just like get out of here. Like because like most contenders aren't like hmm what should I do with this extra thirty three million dollars. Most contenders no. are pretty close to having the team they want, so it's like they don't have that kind of dead salary. Just like no, no one has it, so I don't expect it. But then again, I think like Hard Thunder, um, and like I think I think after DeRozan getting traded, it would take you have to move mountains move if you want to trade Lowry. If you expect the fan base to kind of stay on board for this. Besides, I don't think they should. I think they need to ride out this season and then see what, regardless of what the outcome is, and see what next year brings if they can play their games in Toronto because I think this seems completely different. If the season started in Toronto versus the season started in Florida, I don't care about the whole, like, no fans thing. I just think the fact that they're not going to their home, to their practice facility, to their arena throws them off. So I think... Here, here. Yeah. So no, don't trade them. Um, never trade him. He is the first and only Raptors player, I believe, that should even cons- be considered for a jersey retirement. I totally agree. Um, I'm not you know what? I, I feel like I just can't not talk about um, the giant NBA news anymore. So let's let's get going because we got to talk about uh, the beard. Uh, just because <laughs> we just got it. it's, it's huge, um, Maddie. I know you're there, so I'm not even going to say I hope you're there. 
good sir, can you rev up your nastiest, most angry NBA Adam Silver sting? Good sir, please. This is Adam Silver. <laughs> I I messed up with my like throw there. I w- don't know what to say. I usually say take it away. And then I said, good sir. And I was like, wait, did I already say good sir? So I dropped a second good sir. Anyways, we're... Uh, so disappointing. We're doing okay out here. Um, yeah, let me go to you. <laughs> let me go first on, uh, on, on this just wild Brooklyn trade. We'll explore the other parts of it later. Uh, Indiana, Houston. There is a lot of interesting parts. And I think, uh, you know, Kar- Karis Levert, hopefully he uh, is okay. Uh, that's kind of shocking news. Um, but one game happened. We got a 30-point triple-double. Uh, looks like Kyrie is on his way back. Uh, and we do have a legitimate superstar big three. It's, uh, in my opinion, the only big three in the NBA. Uh, I think it vaults them into contention. Um, I don't know if I can say that I think they are the favorite. I, uh, but I'm almost there. Um, yeah. What do you think? Are they a team to beat or what? Uh, it makes the East interesting. They're not the finals favorites. No, not, not even close. Uh, for, uh, reasons such forth. One, the Lakers are still, are still like a cut above the rest of the league. They, they went into the off season thinking they like, they acted like they lost the finals, which I thought was strange, but also like amazing. Like they, they were so motivated to like repeat um, Two, harder in the playoffs is still going to be a big mystery because like this, like he's not working as hard during the re- regular season, but he, he's not going to need to, he's not going to put the team on his back. Like he did in Houston for like 10 years, um, eight years to be specific, but like, I don't, I still, we still don't have that playoff performance, you know, like when a team like can scout you and know you and see you, see you for the next two weeks, like how he's going to perform in that because he just hasn't. Um, he usually just kind of burns out and this, mm-hmm. this version of James Harden doesn't look like he's going to surpass that threshold anytime soon. And they don't look like they're going to play deep. Like, yeah, they had some defensive stops against the Bucks last night, but like... What are you talking about? Jeff Green, um, DeAndre Jordan. No. They're going to lock no. teams down. Listen, no? that is... The, that's a bud problem. I think... I think they're... I think Milwaukee... I think for... This is the best thing to happen to Milwaukee because I think Milwaukee's problem is bud. They just need a better coach than bud in situations. And Brooklyn kind of exposed some things, so if they don't make the finals, and Bud's for sure God. Um, wait, 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 what, what, what do you, oh, oh, you mean if Milwaukee doesn't beat Brooklyn, Bud will if be Milwaukee fine. can't get past Brooklyn. But I just like Philadelphia. For some, for, for some reason, I feel like Philadelphia was a team to beat. They're like my finals pick out of the East. That's not the Raptors. Obviously, the Raptors getting in at number six and tearing up the East is what might brain and heart really feel, but I feel like like the team to beat in the East right now, there's no real team to beat in the East because the finals 
like everything. I don't think Miami. It's a long ways away. It's you know, it's just a long ways away. And Miami is not the team that made the finals last year, and I don't think anyone else has proved it. So I don't think there's a team to beat in these. But my personal finals favorite is Philadelphia. They're just the most put together team, offensive, offensively and defensively. And I don't think there's a matchup for Embiid. That's another big person that like mm-hmm. that's a skilled big man, and I don't think there's a matchup for them. And I think Doc just has their head on straight. So. Ian, what do you uh, what do you think? Brooklyn team team to beat? Or are you kind of kind of with the hour? Where they're like, you know, it's a mid season thing. I'm I gotta say, like I'm usually more. Oh my god, me and Yao are kind of disagreeing here. Um, well, not even fully because like I'm actually with Yao's reasoning, but I just I do think this is an electric big three. It's like KD, James, and Kyrie. Like I kind of think Kyrie is the perfect third man. Like, I as would, a second I man, I'm like, I'm not sure. Sorry? I was going to say, I'd be more afraid of them if Kyrie wasn't on the team. Like, it was Harden and Durant and another guy. It was like, if it was Lowry, it would be a wash. You know what I mean? Like, I, I agree. He is Kyrie like that volatile figure. Yeah. Um, and he does, like, add, like, you know, increase the blow-up potential. But, yeah, Ian, what do you think? Uh, where are you at with Brooklyn? Um, you know, they're for sure the East favorite, in my opinion. Uh, well, Milwaukee, Milwaukee's got some cohesiveness, which will be to their advantage if they face each other. They know each other there, but the one thing Milwaukee would have is is more pressure because, like you said, their their coach is gone if they don't if they don't beat them, and Giannis not to the finals again, bad, right? Mm-hmm. So there's more pressure on Milwaukee, but they have some cohesiveness. They've got some good players. Middleton is good, like you know, but. The thing that holds that team together, Brooklyn, uh, is Durant. Durant is an assassin. He doesn't want to lose. And he doesn't give a fuck about going to this part of my French to the strip club. And he doesn't care about burning sage. He wants to win. And he wants to get more championship trophies. Kevin Durant wants he to win. He looks disgusting right now. This is the thing. Kevin Durant wants to win. He's like LeBron. He wants to win. He doesn't give a shit about the extracurricular stuff. God love him. I'm sure he's got his opinions on things and his, his motivations outside of basketball. But when he's playing, he wants to win. And he will drag those two guys by the like by the underwear to, you know what I mean? Like he will get them to win. And I think that they will win the East because of that and because of him, if he stays healthy, of course. Um and their team's not bad. The bench is whatever, but you have those three players. You don't worry about about too much. Like the, the Kyrie d- is ridiculous. He's so to, good. to your point, Ian, the the pecking order is kind of interesting on on the Nets because it is distinguished. It's like you have oh, these yeah. three excellent players, but it's like, well, Durant's better than Durant's the Harden. alpha dog. Durant's and the then alpha it's like, dog. Well, Harden's better than Ir- Irving, and then yeah, and then Irving's you know realistically for sure better than the rest of the team. It's just about, really? it's just about alphas though in that sense is that like it's just about what have I done and what it, it and the problem again is this is where you have issues is because you think that but those guys don't think that you know what I mean in Kyrie's mind he hit that shot over Steph Steph he you know what I mean like he's Durant is Durant but I feel like they're not winning winning the a championship, you kind of have to have a really good meld 
you have to have cohesiveness and you can't, there can be no kind of like, uh, it's it's not team sports, right? It's not how it works. Mm. We all saw the Clippers last year. Well, you also have, exactly. And you also have uh, Nash, who is kind of an unknown as a coach. He's a very good basketball player. He seems like he's a decent coach, but like, let's say they play the Lakers, who just came off a championship. This is the stuff of theater, okay? Because it's Kyrie going back and trying to beat his dad, and, and Durant going and exercising demons without Curry, and then Harden is just there, who's this guy who can score 60 points and get, you know, 20 assists. Like, so it's crazy. But the Lakers. Then you got beat, Caruso. Yeah. The Lakers beat them. You, you got Caruso. You got, you know what I mean? You've got a lot of guys. You got Dudley. Is Dudley still on the team? <laughs> yeah, Dudley. By the way, my favorite Dudley Dudley's thing is. Dudley's just that eating he, cold cuts. Eh? He tells, like, hotel people that uh, his name is President. Like, his fake name is President something. So when they call him for something, they're like, oh, Mr. Mr. President? Or his last name, whatever. He I figured it out, and I didn't. Listen, I could see Dudley like laughing to himself and food coming out of his mouth in the hotel room. As he, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but my point is, my point is, is that they'll win the East. Yes. But if they have to play the Lakers in the finals, the Lakers will beat them. Um, okay. Ian, let me stick with you for the last question. Just a straight up uh, early season MVP, you know, like, it, you know, and not as in who's played the best so far, but, you know, it's such a narrative award and all this kind of stuff. Just mm-hmm. just early snapshot in time. Who do you think is going to do all the things they need to do to win the MVP? Well, again, there's the ubiquitous. Yes, you can give it to LeBron James every year award and he could have four, 15 MVPs. You know what I mean? Sure. But I think. Depending on where Dallas goes, I think that he'll probably land with Luca. He's the NBA's new golden boy. He's 21. He looks like the best player in the NBA under 25. They want him to shine, and he deserves it. The other thing you have to factor in is if Dallas comes, if Dallas is sort of like in the playoffs, they don't need home court. Like, if sure, if they vaulted up to four or three, you got it. But um, if you take him off that team, they're they're not good. Like Kristaps is fine, but he's going to get injured again. Who's the next best player on that team? Tim Hardaway Jr. Like they're pretty good. Yeah, they're yeah, a pretty yeah, totally. good team. They're a pretty good team, and they're well coached. But Luca is that good. And I mean, I don't know who else you give it to, Luca or LeBron. My I don't er- see anybody else. My early one was Jokic because I thought the Nuggets were going to just like take the regular season so freaking seriously and just mm-hmm. like have a crazy record and then he would be the best player and like also having, you know, he's incredible. He's like an MVP worthy guy. For sure. Um, now I'm kind of leaning towards someone else, but I'm going Yao first. So I want to see who, you, who you're thinking. Um, if you asked me this preseason, I would have said Luca because the league wanted Luca to win. Because you're right, this is a narrative-driven award. It's never mm-hmm. actually given by the letter of its definition. It's not given to the most valuable. It's just given to the most valuable according to the story that you've uh, laid out. Um, so if they have to be a top four team mm-hmm. for them for Luca to actually get it, because if they fall unless he's averaging unreal numbers, which he's not at the moment, he'll lose it. Um, After that, it's like, I feel like part of them 
I'm like leaning towards LeBron, not because like, uh, you know, LeBron should win it every year, which he should. Uh, but I think the narrative about like him being like 36 years old and still at the top of his game and the Lakers are in the top two. Um, if the Lakers remain in the like one, two spot and he still has great numbers and he's second in the league at assists, you could probably, they'll probably just build that narrative about like longevity and you have to give it to someone who's lasted that long. So I'm leaning that way. Um, but we'll see if Dallas climbs back within the top four, Luke will get it. I would love to see LeBron get a, get a fifth. You know, he deserves five. He would be fully in like nice. Abdul Jabbar territory because he, he would be five. like he deserves five MVPs. He, he did really the late season MVP. He'd be <clears> chasing <throat> his scoring title. He'd be a Laker late in life. The Derrick, yeah, the Derrick too Rose, good. the Derrick Rose MVP year. You give it to Derrick Rose because he really did have a great year. But like that year, LeBron was like that was like one of the best years of his career. That was a joke. LeBron was crazy. He was like LeBron was crazy that year. That year. Um, yeah. The year he got MVP was his first year in Miami, I think. He mm-hmm. shows, also should have got Defensive Player of the Year because he was just like head and shoulders the best player. Dude, in when league. he was like 27, 28, he was crazy. I think his first year is when he didn't get it because everyone hated him. He was ridiculous. No, I think he got it. They just didn't oh, give he did? it. I'm trying to, isn't that when Rose got it? Or maybe that's when Rose got it. I don't but know. Because then it went back to being like, oh, whoops, sorry, LeBron is way better than Just from a Rose, else. eh? Yeah. Kiss from a rose. Cheers. I mean, um, but like, what? Like, Jokic is like the other one that's like sneaking up because he's leading the league in assists right now, and he's averaging a triple double right now. And yes, I agree with the Jokic pick, but he's just not a sexy MVP. That's the problem. You I go down lines of MVPs in the record books. You know, LeBron, Jordan, Kobe, like Shaquille, and then Jokic. People are like. Mm. No. If, he, if he leads the league in his best, yeah, no, hey, yeah. I love the Joker. I've He's actually kind of changed. A total Frankenstein. I've changed yeah. to Embiid. Like, no, I think I, I know, I know. He just like uh, I, I, as soon as as soon as he said no, I'm like, you're right, because he he just so played games or something. Him, so. He's gonna hurt his toe, his his toe or something, or like. Yeah, it's not durable. You know, his, his elbow I, or I some games, He's in the running, regardless yeah, of what he is. Joel Embiid is incredible, but and, he never plays enough to win the award. Yeah. And, 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 and uh, yeah, you're completely, like, right to, you know, reinforce the narrative thing, because that's kind of why I think it could be a weird one this year with Giannis, because I think the Bucks could potentially have the best record again and he, his stats could be out of control and it could be like, Ooh, it's gotta be Giannis, but no, with him I, and I holiday, hold on, well, with him and holiday, I think it's like holiday is going to take that away. Basically. I don't think it's holiday. I think it's the fact that he hasn't made a finals. He's already won two in a row. They don't yeah. like him three in a row unless he had won a finals within that time. Mm-hmm. He, he That's no- true. There's no chance he can average forty and twenty, and they won't give it to him. It just looked like I mean, too boring. Boring. But you know, Harden like, kind of proved that last year, where he was like, "All right, I guess wild stats aren't everything." No, no, like, he, like, unless they go like undefeated for the rest of the year, like there's no way he's gonna get it. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, let's let's finish this baby off with some goddamn quickish questions. <laughs> uh, 
two of my two of my favorite buds. Uh, are we ready to do this or what? Heck yes. All I'm right. built for this. Maddie, good sir, please give me the sweetest, most delicious, quickish questions you got. Quickish questions. Ladies and gentlemen, Hello? if you're checking this thing out, that's Matty D. Uh, he's awesome. It's not Matt Devlin, but we do that as well. Um, let's do some quickish questions. I'll pull these babies up. Uh, you guys know how it works. You can't phone a friend. You can't delay. You know, you can't. You just got to answer as quickly and concisely as you can. We won't hold it against you. Me, on the other hand, I might have a seizure i might um you know just read the wrong sentence uh I, I might be confused by punctuation stutter slur all sorts of things might happen with the reading of my question uh but that's the game uh that's how it is are you guys ready yeah oh yeah okay uh let's do um let's do ian yao matt okay Ian, what's better than a three-game winning streak? Um, triple cheese pizza. Ooh, good answer. Yao, what NBA rule would you get rid of? Oh, jeez. Um, I would get rid of the backcourt violation. I just... Not that effective. Okay. Matt. Yeah. If you could develop a signature commentary phrase like Jack's Boucher Bonjour, what would it be? Signature phrase? Um, well, I think that uh, when, I don't know why OG doesn't do this. I was thinking about this before. Whenever he hits a three, uh, I would say, it's tea time. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> that oh is a God. great answer. I love you. <laughs> Ian. Ian. Yeah, he's sipping with that. It was a little well, They always say he's from the UK, right? They always intro him with that. So I'm like, well, he's got he's to lean right into that tea. Oh, lean into the tea, baby. <laughs> um, Ian. Yep. <clears throat> is Stanley Johnson's single white female black swan slash fight club I don't know to OG Ananobi I have to say you know this is when like somebody asks you if you've seen a movie and you just say yes and then they have follow up questions and you're, and you're like also yes <laughs> so my yeah, answer like, is Shit. also yes okay that's, <laughs> that's a pretty good that's a pretty good oh uh, can I once can I say the rule that I would get rid of is yes. um, you're allowed to come off the bench during a brawl. I want some brawls, baby. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Let's say more bench brawls. Bench clearing is good. <laughs> it's not not the bench clearing part, just the whole like automatic suspension if you get up. If there's a you know, there's a little fashion, you know? Yeah. I'm really dumb as shit. Sorry. Are Sorry. we back? Yes. Are you asking me? Yeah, that was the question. You answered it. You rocked it. We're back. 
Matt. Mm-hmm. And then, then this is just this is just an off the dome one for you. Oh dear. Could you believe I actually beat you that bad in fantasy last oh. week? Oh. Uh, yeah, I lost 8-1 to Freddy last week. Oh, I brutal. don't think my team is that bad. I don't understand what's I got happening. Really lucky. But uh, I've got I James Harden, so now that it, you know he's got his head straight, hopefully uh, it could be a little smoother sailing because he has not been very good fantasy-wise. I'd like to oh, say I'd like Devin Booker to shoot the ball better, too. Oh, so, guys, I'll talk to them both. <laughs> no worries. Um... That's the pod, though. We we made it to the end. Uh, this was this was a good one. We got some some jokes, some analysis. Uh, I sprung Matt with an unfair question. I'm so <laughs> sorry, everybody. Uh, we have a good relationship. Everything's going to be okay. I hope. I don't know. Maybe we don't. You know what I mean? No, we're good. Um, <laughs> Ian, what's yes. up? Uh, where can people uh, check you out? Where can they like listen to you? <clears throat> crack some jokes. <laughs> Uh, well, I've been doing my uh, Instagram stories on shirt underscore Gordon. That's my Instagram handle. If you want to give me a follow. But I'm also going to try to get a YouTube channel going. And I'm working on the intro video right now. I've got a little keyboard. Ooh. And I'm making my own intro song. So, uh, you know. And other than that, I've been eating a lot of sliced cheese. And <laughs> just, uh, just hanging out. No. <laughs> Man, I gotta get in on the sli- on the sliced cheese, and also you Listen, you can multitask at a level I can't. So I can tell you right now, cheese is your friend, Freddie. Unless you're lactose intolerant, then it's not your friend. Those are the oh, two no. rules of love life. I, I pound cheese. Electric fence or non-electric fence. Uh. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, what's up? Where can where can people check you out? Uh, you're 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 busy. You're a busy fella. Boom. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at Yao Experience. Um, my website is yaoexperience.com. I'm working on this like writing project. Uh, I asked for a bunch of props because I do a lot of writing. Uh, and I was between edits and I was like, oh, uh, send me the title of a TV show that doesn't exist and I'll write the cold open for that TV show. So a bunch of people have sent those. I just started writing all of them. And when they finish, I'll put them on my website. But I've written, uh, what's my favorite so far? I, someone gave me the title Get Bent, and I made it about a disgruntled Canada's Wonderland employee. Mm. So, <laughs> I like I, it. I'd watch that. Yeah, the, like he's like, the drop zone, why is it not bent? Oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. change you used to lose on the jet screen, Freddie? Oh, Buddy, if you had a loony in your pocket, the jet screen was taking that. Loony. That's true. Oh, yeah. that was a I tough got one. Off the ride on the Canadian Mindbuster <clears throat> mid ride. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, no, no. I, it's uh, no way I could. I'd be too scared. Imagine <laughs> Mindbuster. <laughs> I, I'd be hurt. But okay, you know we're 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 Mindbuster. Uh, we're all just starved for for contact. Yeah, it was really nice to talk to you guys. Yeah, I love you guys. The Raptors are doing good. Things mm-hmm. are turning around. Things are um, coming back. Things are good. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for the pod. Uh, thanks everyone who listens, shares, subscribe, all that good stuff that pro podcasters talk about doing. Um, yeah, love you all, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week, Matt. Uh, if we're good to go, uh, please just give me those sweet words. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!